Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Iceman Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals and the home of the Cincinnati Reds, who aren't playing baseball right now. But that's why I have Bobby Nightingale here to hopefully give us the latest on the lockout. But let's get to this thing here. Do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,506 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, what are you waiting on? Go to YouTube channel Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the uh, subscription button. Hit the bell for notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. And also exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you like to support what I'm saying, or if you have a question 
for Bobby that you want to make sure it gets read, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. What's up to everybody in the chat crew? You got Robert, Chris, Greg. Uh, looks like you guys are it right now. So <laughs> welcome to the show. Well, like I said, we're going to do a little uh, Reds talk here. We're trying to find out when we're going to play baseball because I know we're going to play. Just don't know when. So I know they've had lots of talks the last couple of days. Hopefully they're making some headway. But to get the scoop, you got to go to my man, Bobby Nightingale. Bobby, what's going on, my man? Not too much. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Thanks for uh, coming on. It's been a couple months because we've all been in, in football mode, had this great run with the Bearcats and the Reds, but or uh, Bearcats and the, uh, the Bengals, but... Right now, it's supposed to be red season. Right now, we're supposed to be in pitchers and catchers are reporting. We're supposed to be seeing pitchers of Arizona and and jealous that we're not there because we're freezing our butts off. Well, not today, but usually freezing our butts off here in Ohio. What's going on, man? I know they had uh, talks the last two days. Are we getting any closer? What, what's the, the latest news? Yeah, I mean, they're meeting every day right now, the owners and the players union. But I, I wouldn't say we're any closer to baseball than we were, you know, going into the week. Um, they made some small progress. Uh, kind of nudged closer to the middle on some issues, but um, there's still the, the big ones, the collective uh, tax, you know, it's basically like the uh, a soft salary cap, if right. you want to put it in that terms. Uh, you know, it, it's, you know, kind of the restrictions of teams don't spend $500 million on player payroll when other teams only spend 50. Um, so that, that's kind of the big one and they haven't touched that yet. So until that gets solved, um, you know, the lockout's going to continue. Yeah, it always comes down to money, and 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 I don't know who to blame for this. I mean, the owners are locking out the the players this time, so I mean, the players want to play. Um, but the thing that kills me all the time, and and, and I'm not gonna take credit for this, um, but but Mo Egger says this all the time. I, I tend to agree with him that the teams like the Reds and the the, the the smaller teams that they like to say, you know, aren't making any money. I like to call bullcrap on that. <laughs> I think they are making money because if they weren't, they'd sell the team. So is it that big of a difference from the Yankees to the Reds? I mean, I know there's a difference. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I know there's a difference, but is it that big where, you know, the Reds can't go out and sign this guy. They got to go uh, uh, tear everything down, rebuild and all that stuff. Is it really that, that bad? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, if you look at the past few years, they've had basically a league average payroll. Um, and if you go back a couple of years when they went the big free agency spree, they signed Mike Moustakis, Wade Kiley, Nick Cassianos and Shogo Akiyama on the same offseason. I mean, that was the biggest free agency spending spree they've ever had. Um, and they were willing to, you know, push payroll to a record high. Um, unfortunately, that was the year the pandemic happened. And right. no but fans. they still didn't lose any money, though, that year. I still I mean, I still think they lost any money. I don't think any major baseball team finished in the red as far as – now I'm not any expert at this, but for what I've seen, nobody lost any money. And that's what they keep claiming, and that, that's the part that I get irritated with. It's like – it's not a small there. Yes, they're small markets, but it's not that, not that bad. You know, these teams keep, keep claiming this. And that's what the premise of this whole lockout I think is. And I just don't know, are we going to, are we going to have baseball anytime soon? I mean, I mean, I know you said they're getting closer, but are we really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the MLB told the players union that there has to be a deal by February 28th. Otherwise opening day is going to get pushed back. 
So, I, I mean, there, there is pressure on them to get a deal done by next week. I mean, once you go into March, th- then you're looking at cutting the season, um, either pushing it back or shortening the season, which I don't think anyone wants. No. You know, that would probably be devastating for fans. So I, I, there's definitely urgency there. I, I just think not only is it big market, small market, but it's also tanking. I mean, you look at the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, they lost 110 games, um, and they're no closer to competing for a divisional title this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Pirates and, you know, they're, I think their payroll was below what Max Scherzer is going to make next year. <laughs> so, I mean, you look at that stuff and it's like these teams yeah. are, aren't even trying to win. And, and I think that's where the players are getting frustrated and saying, um, you know, there's probably 10, 12 teams in Major League Baseball this year that, um, you know, have no hopes of competing for a playoff spot. And they're OK with that because, um, you know, hopefully it helps them rebuild faster by getting higher draft picks. But um, if, if every team's competitive, you know, that, that kind of solves a lot of issues. Right, exactly. That, that's what the NFL. That's what the NFL has, where every team is competitive. I mean, that, that's one one of the reasons I think it's it's so popular because every every year it's new hope. Your your team has a chance to do that. And okay, let's just go back to the rebuild that the rebuild that the Reds supposedly did. You know, after twenty fifteen, where in my opinion they really didn't accomplish anything. Yes, we got better, but it had nothing to do with the rebuild. It was that they like you just said they stated they spent money and they signed a whole bunch of players. And now they, they, they got to more, oh, it's the, the, the pandemic and that hurt us. Yeah, which I understand. I'm, I, hey, I'm sorry that happened, but it happened to everybody else. So why are you now claiming poor when, you know, two years ago you weren't? That's that's the problem that I have with it. I think a lot of baseball fans, fans have with it, to be honest. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's kind of the big question that fans want answered. Um, you know, why, why do the Reds go for it one year? And then within two years, they've had two straight years of kind of selling off. I mean, they dumped salary last offseason and they've dumped salary so far this offseason. So, um, you know, that's the frustrating part. Um, but it also, I mean, the Reds, when they did their rebuild after 2015, it also wasn't as severe as some other teams. Right. Um, I mean, you look at the Houston Astros. They're the ones who kind of put it in motion. They, they really um, tanked, you know, went for that first pick and they won a World Series out of it. And that kind of set the blueprint. Cubs kind of the same way, um, lost a bunch. They got kind of that big core, Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, um, and that led them to a World Series. So yeah, it, now, now, and now they don't sign any do it. <laughs> Right, now, now the Cubs are even claiming poor. They don't sign any of those guys, which I'm like, if I'm a Cubs fan, I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. There ain't no way in the world the Chicago Cubs don't have any money to sign Rizzo or or Baez or – or or, or uh, 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 I can't even think of the third guy's name. Um, the um, third baseman. What's his name? Bryant. Bryant. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's no way they don't have money. You gotta be kidding me. Anyway, now this is another thing that I know Crown, my one of my local uh loyal listeners here, he always asks about Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo. Now, for me, I think this lockout hurts them more than anybody because they're gonna have a shortened spring training, no matter what. So they're that's where they were gonna have the, the chance to make their mark to make this team. Where does this leave them? Because they're I think Green, I think both of them are on the 40 man, so they really can't do anything right now, can they? Lodolo's not. He's not a so he's in minor league camp right now. He's pitching. Um, so, so he'll have a regular spring, but Hunter Green, he kind of gets screwed in this. I mean, it's right. one of those, when baseball does start, no matter what, you're going to have an abbreviated spring training. And, um, you know, the, the, those extra few weeks, it, it, not, it doesn't seem like much. It seems like spring takes forever. I mean, but if you don't have those extra few weeks last year, does Jonathan India push Mike Moustakis to third and Eugenio Suarez to short just because of how much he dominated in spring? I mean, exactly. I think easier just to say this is our roster this is what we're going with our established veterans um and it's hard for a young guy to win you know impress coaches and 
win a job when all you get is three or four starts in spring. One of them is only one or two innings too. Right. And that, that, that kind of, that you brought that up with Jonathan India. That brings me to the thing that, well, I was concerned about as the off season until we got locked out is what are the Reds going to do with, with Jonathan, Jonathan India, with, with Moustakas, with, with Gino. I mean, you got, you got two third basemen and a second baseman. They all, if they all can't play, then none of them play shortstop. <laughs> so we still haven't addressed the shortstop position. We don't know what they're going to do with Nick Castellanos. And I know none of this can happen until the lockout is over. So when the lockout is over, I, th- I think it's going to be like all guns blazing, trying to sign everybody. It's going to be like the wild, wild west. So you're going to go from, you're going to have like nothing to do to being busy out of your mind, I think. So what, what's your thoughts on when the, the lockout gets done? How, how is this going to pan out for the Reds, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I just don't think they're going to add any significant money. I mean, I think their payroll is what it is. And, right. um, you know, for better or for worse, I think this is pretty much the team they're going to go into the season with. Um, you know, the DH is coming to the National League. Um, it hasn't been officially announced, but yeah, it's uh, happening. you sign points towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Reds are suited for it. I mean, you have Mike Moustakis, who's probably your leading candidate right now. Um, you know, Suarez starts at third, India stays at second. Um, and, and then it's short. I mean, if Jose Barrero, I mean, I know they're really high on him, um, probably a top 100 prospect in the sport. Um, I, I think he'll get every shot to, to win a job. Him and Kyle Farmer will compete for it. And um, I, I think Barrero probably has a, a slight edge just based on the fact, I mean, he has a high ceiling. If, if everything clicks for him, he's a future all-star. Um, whereas, you know, Kyle Farmer, great defender, um, probably an average hitter, a guy you want on your team, just just a guy that I, I don't see him blocking a Jose Barrero if Jose Barrero hits like he did um, in the minor leagues. Right, exactly. Now, that, that I find that interesting because I didn't realize Kyle, Kyle Farmer was – was still under contract. I thought he was a free agent this year. So I, that, that's news to me. I'm glad, I'm glad he's, I like Kyle Farmer, but I mean, they, that's one of the reasons they put Barrero at, in center field last year too. They did that a couple of times. I, and I hope they don't do that to him. If he's going to be a shortstop and your future shortstop, just put him there and, and leave him there. So then if for what you're saying, we're not going to sign my boy, Nick Castellanos, which really ticks me off, but I, I've kind of come to the, the grips that they're not going to sign him. Um, so who plays right field then? I mean, is, is Shogo going to be an everyday player? Do you move Winker to right field or, or, or where are you? Well, yeah, I think you'll have uh Winker in left field, Nick Senzel in center. Um, uh, Reds really need him to be healthy this year. And Tyler Naquin in right field. Ah, Naquin. Okay. So Shogo is on the bench again. Yeah. I think him and Aquino, like Aquino probably will split time in right field with Naquin, um, based on the current iteration of the roster. And then Shogo is probably your fifth outfielder at this point. Which, again, now that goes to the point where the Reds cry they don't have any money. You're paying Sugar how much money, and you're going to put him on the bench. I, I, that's Again, where I just keep going, like, don't give me this. You don't have money. <laughs> like, you spent it before. So, all right, we got another uh, question here from uh, Crown. He wants to know who's going to be the uh, uh, opening day starter, in your opinion. I think it'll be Luis Castillo. I mean, I know they're, they'll listen to trade offers. That's going to be the thing you hear as soon as the lockout's over is, will the Reds trade Castillo, Tyler Malley, or Sonny Gray? Sonny Gray is probably the – if they're going to trade one, probably the most likely. Right. Uh, but Luis Castillo, I mean, he's the opening day starter, I think, the last two years. Um, as long as he's on the team, I think he's your top candidate. Um, you know, if the Reds do well, you know, he, he's going to stay a Red. If the Reds play poorly uh, by the trade deadline, I think he's a guy that a lot of teams will uh, trade a lot for uh, coming in July. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I from what you're saying, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying because I've – Going into the offseason, I didn't think they were going to do anything. I mean, they really didn't do anything last year. And that's that's the part that, to me, is so disheartening. 
because if you if if they would just see what the what the Bengals have done, you know how much money they've spent in the offseason and and how this town is on fire for them. I mean, hell, today it came out the Bengals are sold out. They sold every season ticket they got. <laughs> so and what they, they spent now, we're all hoping they're going to spend money on the offensive line, which I'm pretty sure they're going to. But the Reds keep claiming that they don't they don't have any money and blah blah blah. You know, so they want people to go to to the games. But they don't want to put the product there for us to get behind. And that's the problem that I think me and a lot of fans have with this team. And I don't understand why Bob Castellini keeps doing it. Because I've said this multiple times on my show. When he bought the team, we're bringing championship baseball back. I have yet to see that. <laughs> you know? And he bought it in, what, 05, I think it was? 04? Somewhere around there. So, I'm still waiting. <laughs> and I, I, that's that's why I just get really... Really frustrated with with the uh, with the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, and I I, I think uh, you know ownership understands that. I mean, there has to be some frustration there. Um, you know, it's not like Castellini likes to lose. I mean, right? No, he's a guy that I, I think's on record in terms of you know what he's done to like keep players in town, um, keeping a high payroll when they were rebuilding last time. Um, and you know that 2020 team was pretty good. I mean, it's unfortunate it was a 60 game season, but. Um, that team didn't hit, but pitching wise, I mean, oh, pitching wise, they're unbelievable. Is the top or top closer on the free agent market this offseason. You had Trevor Bauer highlighting the rotation, uh, with the current guys. I mean, Anthony DiScofani made, um, I think 30 million dollars this offseason, and he wasn't even on the postseason roster. So, I mean, that was a good pitching staff. Um, it was, just, it was 60 games, and they couldn't score a run in the playoffs. I think the crowd's got another good question, which again. I'm going to say they're not going to do anything, but are we going to get any bullpen help? Because that was, to me, that was the biggest problem with the, with the team last year. We didn't, we got bullpen help, help but it was by, in my opinion, it was too late. So that was one of the biggest problems this year. What, what do you think about the bullpen? Yeah, I could see them adding someone like, you know, like they added Sean Doolittle at the end of last offseason. I could see someone in that vein where, um, you know, they bring in a veteran, hope he takes the seventh or eighth inning, but um, I, I don't expect them to go out and say we're going to sign like a, trade for Craig Kimbrell or get a proven closer or anything like that. I, I think, I think it'll be more um, low key kind of like Doolittle was. Yeah. And now see, I, I go with one, one nation on the ground here. It, this is, I, I agree with this. I think a lot of Reds fans, they say we give our best players away for players to be named later over and over and over again. And then we did that with Tucker Barnhart and I love Tucker Barnhart and I, Tyler Stevenson. I, you know, I, I kind of thought that maybe with the DH coming in this year, that maybe they move possibly move him to first base and have Vado DH and keep Tucker Barnhart, but they didn't because Tyler Stevens is a really good offensive player. And normally, if you are a catcher, the wear and tear of the year and the position, and everything, your offensive numbers go down. So I, I was kind of hoping they might do that, but it doesn't look like it looks like Tyler Stevens is going to be our starting uh, catcher. Who who do we have as a backup? I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that'll be one of the camp competitions. Um, they they signed Andrew Knapp. He was with the Phillies before. He's a non-roster invitee. Um, Aramis Garcia, who's another guy who's had a cup of coffee in the majors. Um, so they'll have some backups that, um, Knapp's the most experienced. If he doesn't win the job, it'll be someone who's pretty new to the majors for backup catcher. Um, but you know, these trades for players to be named later, I mean, they're salary dumps. That's right. Actually all they are. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not like Nick crawl, the GM is coming to the media and saying, this makes our team better. I mean, it's <laughs> exactly. pretty open, like, you know, this is, this is a move we have to do to lower our payroll. 
I kind of feel bad for Nick. He finally got his dream job and goes, here, here's a pile of crap. Go do something with it. <laughs> that's kind of where he's at. And Bobby, you're not helping me out here. I was hoping to get some, get some, get some uplifting stuff about the Reds, but I, <laughs> but you're kind of where I'm at. I'm like, and I agree with everything you're saying. It just doesn't seem like they're going to really do much of anything. And again, we don't even know when the season is going to start, but crown wants to know who will be the, uh, the closer. That's a good question. Yeah, I think Lucas Sims is probably the top candidate right now. I could see Art Warren, too. I mean, he really dynamite last year, um, had an injury in the middle of the season. But um, I, I could see those two being the, your top candidates to compete for uh, closer. Now, where is uh, TJ Anton on, on his his rehab? Because I know somebody said with the season being pushed back, you know, it might help him out. Is is he on no, the schedule? He's, or? He, he's out for the entire 2022 season. <laughs> Easy for you to say. 2023. Right, right. Okay. That kind of that stinks because he had a breakout year and he was one of our best pitchers. You could pitch him out of starting rotation, out of the bullpen, wherever. So I felt I really like him a lot and I feel feel really bad for, for uh, him hurting himself again. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing with second Tommy John. I mean, it's such a it's a, it's a tough thing to come back from twice. So um, it's usually a 15 month injury. Yeah, normally once you you hurt it, you don't hurt it again. That's why it's so rare that he did it twice. That's where I'm kind of like, I wonder if there's something mechanically he's doing to put too much pressure on his elbow to to, to pop the ligament, or he just got overused, or or, or what it was. Probably, I mean, probably all of the above. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of contributing factors. Unfortunately, it just seems like everyone, you know, every pitcher has to go through it at least once. Tommy John, right? Any more does, yeah. So, so any so is. So is anybody actually out at Arizona? I think the minor league players are out there right now, right? Yeah, there's like 60 minor leaguers out. Not not all of them, but um, a good handful of them. Now the Reds coaching staff, are they out there with them too? Basically like their minor league um, okay. coordinators, um, a higher level coaching staff in the minor leagues. So they're all working at them. But it's mainly like a beginning to build up, and then eventually I think they'll start doing inter-squad scrummages here in a week or so. and. Um, then full minor league camp begins in early March. Right, right, right. Well, hopefully by by a pair of weeks we'll actually have real players playing. And not not the minor league players aren't aren't real, but you know the professional players. That would be that would be nice. But we'll see. But Bobby, I will definitely uh, keep in touch. Hopefully, when the season starts, we can get you back on and we can have some more conversations about. Hopefully, the Reds doing something. But like I said, I don't I don't think they're going to. But <laughs> we'll, I mean, if you if, if you squint hard enough, I mean, there's things to be optimistic. I. <laughs> Joey Votto, he came back last year, resurgent, rookie of the year at second base. Suarez, if he bounces back, that's huge for the offense. Um, you can't replace Nick Castellanos, but if Jesse Winker's healthy, Nixon Zell's healthy, if Stevenson takes a step forward, um, I mean, you could see the offense having a good year. The top three in the starting rotation's fine. Um, the bullpen's kind of the same as it was last year. So, yeah, they need to fix a bullpen and, and add, the add players to the bench too. Is what, what I think. They just think that they, at minimum, they have to do to, to have some kind of a semblance of a team. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have the biggest thing will be they have to stay healthy, kind of like the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, uh, I think were, you know, they had they had a lot of good health on their side, which helped them this year. If the Reds all stay healthy, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a ninety loss team by any means. Um, definitely could see them, you know, kind of barreling towards five hundred if they stay healthy. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a middle of the pack uh, team, I think. I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll they'll find some diamonds in the rough of the bullpen. I mean, if, if you fix that bullpen with the starting rotation we have, we, we could compete. And I don't mean to be completely down on. We could compete. I mean, it's not, it's not all 
you know, d- down in the doldrums here, but but it is it is what it is. <laughs> so yeah, right, we'll exactly. Uh, Crown here wants to know if you have a a lineup for for uh for the Reds. Who do you think will be? India obviously be leading off. I, I know. Yeah, that. I'm trying to think of it on the fly. Uh, yeah, I, I, see, I I've been so into, into football. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back into college basketball and to, to the Reds. I'm like, I know India, India would lead off. Vado would probably hit second or third. Yeah, and you have Wink, Winker first, probably second. Uh-huh. Vado third. Suarez fourth. Moose Maybe is fifth. Stevenson sixth. And then maybe like, then you have Senzel, Naquin. I mean, it's a, you, you have some power in that lineup. Yeah, it's it's not a bad lineup. And it's a big year for Nick Senzel. He is, that kid has got to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, he could be a, a, a I won't, he could be a star. I'll say that. He could if he, if he can stay healthy enough. There, He's got that that ability and that athletic ability to, to be a star in this league. But he has never had a one a healthy season. Uh, his whole, what, is he in his fourth year, I think, with the Reds? Third, third yeah. But, third I mean, he hasn't, just hasn't had healthy years and – um, you know, you, you miss a lot of at-bats that way, too, I mean, um, right. mentally-wise. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully uh, Tyler Naquin can uh, get off to a hot start like he did at the beginning of last year and kind of carry it into the second half. The second half of last year, it, didn't, it wasn't as high as he was the first half, so hopefully he can carry that over. I mean, like I said, there, there are some some highlights. And like I said, our starting pitching is good, even if we do trade uh, Sonny Gray. We're still going to have some uh, pretty good starting pitching. And I'm I'm excited to see Hunter and, and Nick Lodola. I, I like to see them. Personally, I want to see them if they're going to be up here. I want to see them in the rotation. I'm not really interested in seeing them in the bullpen because I think their future is in the rotation. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Where do you think you think they might stick them in the bullpen, depending on how the bullpen goes? No, I think both of them will be rotation. I mean, unfortunate reality is you know probably someone will get hurt in the rotation and right. do have to fill those spots. I mean, um, when Reds left camp last year, Michael Lorenzen was supposed to be a starter, and Sonny Gray was hurt too. So I mean. That's- that's two spots they had to fill. So um, I think they'll both be kept as starters all year. Um, if they're not ready at the beginning of the season, they'll be in AAA. Uh, yeah, and it just depends on where they're at right now, these players, because we are going to have a – we're going to have a short short spring training, no matter what, what we do right now. It's going to be shorter than normally. So you're going to probably need more pitchers than you would normally need at the beginning of the year because they're not going to be, you know, stretched out and, and ready to pitch, you know, five, six, seven, eight innings or what, which, I mean – who pitches past the fifth <laughs> inning anymore? Anyway, but you know, what I'm saying just just as far as getting them stretched out and getting them ready to 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 log the innings, so that's where they they could, which it would, it would make sense if they would have expanded rosters at the beginning of the year because of that. I don't know. Have they said anything about that? They haven't said anything, but I've heard from like other team executives that you know it wouldn't be surprising if they bumped it to 28 players or 30 just beginning just to make it easier for pitchers because no one wants to see a ton of injuries the first three weeks of the season. Right, exactly, especially if it, if it starts late. Uh, Crown here says, man, I was getting excited about the Field of Dreams game this year, which that's still not – that's not in jeopardy. That's not till I think, June. Is that am – I, am I right on that? I think it's April or August, I think. Uh, oh, August, okay. So, yeah, we yeah, – so That should be affected. Yeah, that should be fine. So, which, I mean, like I said, I'll throw my hand up. It should have been the Reds and the White Sox last year. I'm just saying that's what the Field of Dreams, the whole – the movie was about the Reds and the White Sox, not the Yankees and White Sox, but, you know. Who am I? I'm just a guy with a, a show. <laughs> All right, Bobby, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, tell everybody about your articles you got up at, at Cincinnati Inquirer and where they can follow you. Yeah, Cincinnati.com. Um, Charlie Goldsmith's at minor league camp right now. Um, I'll be out there next month. So um, Cincinnati.com for all our stories. Follow me on Twitter at NightingaleJR. There you go. Appreciate you, Bobby. Hey, go get a tan out in Arizona. You, you look a little pale. 
<laughs> right, exactly. It's been too cold up here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I, we did a little did a little red stock here just to try to, you know, give some people some information on what's going on with the Reds and what's going on with lockout. But let's get to some football talk here. Because I think this is really cool. I saw um let's see here. Mike Hilton, one of he's becoming one of my favorite players of all time is at the recruit. First of all, he tweeted out that, you know, we got to resign Jesse Bates. Now I saw this today on his Twitter. Go after at Tunsil, which I know uh, I can't remember who was on. I think it was a, a Quill was on here talking about Tunsil. He said, we need to talk. <laughs> so everybody go find this. Go uh, go tell uh, Jeremy you need you need to get you in stripes because I, like I said, I went to my PFF, which I, I love this PFF. This is the PFF grades on Laramie Tunsil, he's 6'5", 318, 262 snaps, only one penalty, and zero sacks allowed. I like that a lot. So I think he, uh, who knows if he's an option, I don't know. I Like I keep saying, I cannot wait. We get to March 15th is when the free agent uh, portion starts. And we can actually start finding out what they're going to do. Now, one thing I do like is my boy Malik Wright. I know it wasn't him. I think that it wasn't Malik. It was Andrew. Um, oh, what's his what's his name from PFF? I can't remember his name, but he tweeted out kind of what I said is sign a center and you know uh, Jensen from Tampa Bay and kick Hopkins over to guard. I like that, you know, because like I said the other day. If you get a solid left tackle, you get a solid right tackle, you get a solid center, you can get away with okay guards because you have solid players on each side. So if you could sign a left tackle, kick Jonah over to right, sign uh, Jensen, kick uh, Trey Hopkins over to right guard, keep Spain at left guard, I think that makes your your, um, offensive line that much better. And you're not, yes, you you could be breaking the bag, and that's one thing everybody keeps saying. You want to spend all this money on two guys. Well, I'm hoping that what they'll do is say, hey, I want to go chase a ring. You know, Jensen played with the GOAT Tom Brady. Hey, you want to come play with the GOAT Jackpot Joey Burrow. So, yes, Crown, you're right. They have to trade for him. You are correct. But there is a possibility that that could happen. I mean, hey, I'll go. Uh, look, be honest, I'll go give him the pick 31 for him. I will. I would go to he's a established offensive lineman. I would do that. I'm not big on trading picks, but I would I would do that. I'd be will, willing to do that. So if you get him, it, it could change a lot of stuff. It changes your offensive line. It helps. You know, anything. And that's what's fun about this right now. We can just talk about it. And that's what's cool about this, guys. We are normal. I mean, my entire life up until two years ago, watching the Bengals, never even considered free agency. <laughs> We sold out the stadium for season tickets. They raised my tickets a hundred bucks a game. <laughs> okay. They're going to spend money on, on offensive line. I have a feeling in my gut they're going to do this. I'm hoping it's three. I don't know if it's going to be three. I know it's going to at least be two, and that could be trade. That could be signing guys. There's options they could do they could do. I cannot wait till we get there, you know. Now, I lost my PFF. I X out of it. That was really stupid. I didn't mean to completely X out of it. But, oh, well. I'll have to bring that up later. Um, 
but yeah, they, you're right, Crown. They would have to trade for him. And I know Aquil was talking about that a lot yesterday. So you got Mike Hilton, but the cool thing is you got Mike Hilton out there recruiting. And that's what I like about Mike Hilton. He knows what this team is. All these players know what this team is. If we get this offensive line fixed, we're going to start crushing people. And I'm, I'm not even trying to talk, you know, be cocky. That is the truth. If, if they can get it off his line, they keep Jackpot Joey Burrow upright and give Joe Mixon holes to run through and we can keep the ball and we don't have to throw it, you know, in three seconds. You know, you let Chase and Higgins go out there. Hell, look at the last play. Go watch the video my son did. It's mind-numbingly frustrating. Not only did we beat Ramsey, but we beat the, the other uh cornerback and cj was open had two two players wide open on the last play of the super bowl if you give joe burrow one more second a half a second the drive continues that's how close we were people that we'll see all right greg what do you got here all right i bet it is three my gut my gut tells me there's going to be they're going to three offense linemen that's fine. I hope so. I mean, cool. I mean, because if you get three, if you get three, then to me, it's a center, one guard, and a tackle is what I think. You know, if you do that, then the other guard, that you're kicking because Trey Hopkins is under contract. Trey Hopkins is most likely either going to be your starting center or one of your starting guards. He's under contract. So if you sign another guard, you put him at left and you don't, you let Quentin Spain go, which I love Quentin Spain. I, I like, I, I wish him well. I think he's a good guard. But if we get somebody who is better, then he's better. Put that guard there. You And I'm to the point where I'm okay with moving Jonah Williams to right. Jonah's done good. Don't get me wrong. But he hasn't been the all-pro number one anchor. He Last year was, was a really good year for him. If we can get that number one anchor at left tackle, move Jonah to right, get an anchor at center, Get your three positions, your center and your two tackles as anchor positions and get another guard and Hopkins as the other guard. Dude, I'm telling you, the offensive line is fixed and the AFC should be very, very scared of the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's see here, Greg. So I like the video, but it was hard to watch them wide up. I know. I'm with you, dude. I am completely like my son. He 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 did all 22 and he's like, he sent me the video of CJ open. He goes, he's like, you know, Jamar was open. I said, yeah, he goes, well, he wasn't the only one. I said, are you freaking kidding me? He goes, no, the play, the play design. Now, that's what I want to tell everybody. The play design, the play call that Zach Taylor had worked perfect, <laughs> except for the offensive line. <laughs> it was, I mean, Jamar Chase would have won. I mean, both of them could have scored. CJ was down the sideline, was wide open. It's like, oh, I keep, you know, I torture myself doing this. But that's why I get so excited about getting the offensive line and getting the opportunities, taking advantage of the opportunities that we didn't last year. Anthony, I uh, hope they go all in and sell out on the O line, I and and D line. I honestly, Anthony, I from everything that they have done the last two years, I think they have learned <laughs> that you got to fix this offensive line. You cannot wait because if they ju just think. If they would have signed Kevin Zeitler. I'm not saying Kevin Zeitler was the beat all to end all at guards, but you wouldn't have had most likely you could have had Zeitler and could have Reef on the right side for 90% of the season until Reef got hurt. That would have helped. 
And I'm not nothing against Jackson Carmen. I think Jackson Carmen and Deontay Smith are both future guards or tackles for us, just not right now. The chance they took was Jackson Carmen was going to be a plug and play right guard and ready to go at the beginning of the season, and he wasn't. And then Reef got hurt, and that that's where again the depth, and that's where another thing I want the Bengals to do. We got to get more depth on the offensive line. That's why I'm I'm if Reef they want, if Reef wants to come back and be a backup, great. If Q wants to come back and be a backup, great. They need to have better backups as well. I think you know, especially at the tackle position. Guards, like I said, I think we're okay. I mean, again, Jackson and and Deontay Smith, I think are good. I don't know if they're going to resign Fred Johnson. Isaiah Prince, I, I don't know, but that's where my tackles you got to get, which you can get in the draft, but I don't really want a rookie as a backup. I'd rather have a veteran guy as a backup there. So those are my thoughts. Let's see here. Crip, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. So I'm talking to Ice and, uh, Ice and Crown. I see little Corey Glenn in him. He didn't play last five games because of a thumb. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, Everybody says that about Armstead, too, that he was hurt. They're football players. They're going to get hurt. I mean, Armstead, before last year, had a ton of snaps. Tunsil, you know, it, it's I – don't, I, don't, I don't want to do Trey Waynes. I, I, that's what everybody – we don't want to run into again. We don't want to run into Trey Waynes. But Trey Waynes was a healthy player up until he got to Cincinnati. So, and that's where I'm like, you know, maybe you go with Orlando Brown if the Chiefs don't franchise tagging. I'll be shocked if they don't franchise tagging. But then again, my hesitation with Orlando Brown is he got to force his way out of Baltimore because he wanted to play left tackle. And there's some indications that he's not exactly happy in Kansas City. That kind of throws a red flag up for me because culture. You know, we have such a great locker room. I don't want, you know him to come in here and not that he's going to mess up. I have no idea. I'm just talking about the, the two places he's been. He hasn't been happy at either place. So hopefully he'll be, uh, hopefully he'll uh, be happy here. Anthony, what's up? Not to mention Prince can be a backup. Yes. Prince could be a backup. Prince is not a starting tackle. He can be a, a backup. He's a guy that, you know, if you need him for a couple of games, but you know, he's okay. The problem is reef got hurt, you know, for the last, you know, all the playoffs and what the last three games or two games of the season, that really, I mean, people don't talk about that as much as they should. That really hurt the Bengals' offensive line more than I think people let on to me, which now I'm not saying anything about Isaiah Prince. Isaiah Prince actually did pretty good in the playoffs up until the Super Bowl. The offensive line did pretty good up until the Super Bowl, you know, up until they got against Aaron Donald, who Aaron Donald wrecks everybody, you know. And the first half, they only gave up one sack. The second half, they just decided that they were going to bull rush him and there was nothing they could do which is what happened. That's why sometimes, I hate to say it, but the guy on the other side of the ball is just better than you, and that's how what Aaron Donald was. He was just better than anybody we put in front of him. That's what we have to try and fix. Greg, I'd love the Bengals to get Chris Evans in the mix a bit more. I'm with you on that, too. and I, I was really shocked that he wasn't. I mean, he got one pass thrown to him in the Super Bowl. I was kind of thrown over his head. I thought he was going to, you know, if you guys remember, he caught that long touchdown pass in Detroit, the over the shoulder catch. And like right after that, he got hurt. I thought before, if he hadn't gotten hurt, I thought he was going to start getting into more of the mix, more third down conversion, split out wide, 
stuff like that. I would and I would like to see him more of our backup next year instead of Samarja because Chris has more options that he could do. You can split him out wide. You can do the bubble screens. And let's let's get to this too. One of the shocking things that did not happen in the Super Bowl was the screen game. We didn't really see it. That the part that has really kind of shocked me is looking back. Kansas City game, we did that a ton, and that's what kept us in the game. If we could have done that in the Super Bowl, it might have been a little different story, but there's so many things that you go back to the Super Bowl that we, we could have done, should have done, but we didn't. All right, Anthony, just imagine if we can get players for less, like, Ouzier, like to come and to come. It just because the direction of the team. And we, and Anthony, we might be able to, you know, because of what we accomplished. And, and the thing is, we might get these higher-priced guys that'll come here for less. You know, you never know. Armstead might come here for less. Orlando Brown might come here for less. I don't know. It's not only the lower-tier guys. It could be the higher guys. They want to go get that ring, and they really believe in Jackpot Joey Burrow and what the Bengals are building here. Because it's not just, yeah, it's Joe. But you got to look. We got Jamar. We got Chase. We got T. We got, Pro, we got uh, uh, Joe Mixon. We got CJ. Who? Zama. I know he's not on a contract, but I think he's going to be. Our offensive weapons are ridiculous. And this is what I said at the beginning of the season. This is why I thought oh, we, were, oh, we were going to be better than four wins, two wins, what everybody was saying. Our offense is no joke. And we did all this with a not very good offensive line. We get this offensive line rolling. You know, these guys are the keys. Sky's the limit. Now, the thing is, they got to stay healthy. And that's where I come to the part where we have to have backups. That's why... I want to get deeper at offensive line. I want to get deeper in tight end room. I want to get deeper um, in the, I said linebackers, right? Linebackers, uh, offensive line, and secondary. That's where I want to get deeper and on those those positions to be specific. And most of you know, offense, you're only talking to offensive line. The rest of it is defense. And you have to, I want to help the defense, continue to help the defense out and continue to help Lou out because they're the reason. We made it to the Super Bowl. They were the most consistent part of the Bengals. They were. You know, just look at it. Because we got to a five and one start. It wasn't because of the offense. It's because of the defense. Now, when Joe Burrow took the knee brace off and they started letting him go, that's when the offense started taking off. And that's when our offensive line played pretty good. So that's where I get excited about what the possibilities of next year brings. But again, we got... A couple weeks, March 15th. I, but next week's the combine. I can't wait to go see the com, combine. I'll be watching that like crazy. Greg, seems like every time he touches the ball, he makes me talk about Chris Evans. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing with him. I, I would like to see Chris Evans more in. And I mean, it's it's the same stuff I said about Gio when Gio was here. I wish they would have used Giovanni Bernard more, but they never really did. And I'm actually shocked that Tampa Bay didn't really use him that much. You know, I thought Gio was going to have a breakout year. I know he got injured and stuff. I think that had a lot to do with it. But even when he was in there, they still didn't use him as much as I thought they would. Greg, we get the O-line fixed. We're going to be the number one seed. It's going to go through the jungle. I am with you. And I, I'm trying not to get too too cocky, <laughs> you know. But it's hard because <laughs> you saw what we did with a, a, a not-so-good offensive line. And don't get me wrong, the Ratbirds are going to be back. They're going to be good. The Clowns, their talent, why? It depends on Baker. It depends on what Baker does. Steelers, the score, they're talking about 
talking starting bird or whatever the heck that quarterback's name is. So I'm not worried about the squealers. I think I think I think squealers are gonna be down for a couple years, which they need to be. All right. You guys can just sit down at the bottom for a little while. It'll be all right. We'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just get used to it. Uh let's see here. Anthony. Well, if the trade rumors are true for Quentin Nelson, don't forget we have Otten Tate just sitting, yep, just sitting there and honest and hasn't had a chance to prove himself. That is a good point, Anthony. And I, I love Otten Tate, you know, and Otten Tate got injured this year. But that is that is a trade piece. I mean, I, I something you sometimes you have to deal from strength, and let's be honest, wide receivers are strength, and you can get a fourth wide receiver option in the draft as well. Um, so that is an option to 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 put him in there too. Crown says, uh, are the defense don't get enough credit? Yeah, that's I, I, why I'm trying to put it out there that you know we're all excited about the offense, but let's remember the defense is the reason we got there. I mean, if you watch every game, the defense is the reason we got there. It's not the offense, especially in the playoffs. Brandon, no matter who we get for O-line, there's more than just talent. We got to get the right guys, yep, that fit the culture. And talent as well. I don't know if Tunzel fits that culture. I don't know either, dude. I just know that one of the guys who play on the team, Mike Hilton, who understands the culture and understands the locker room is reaching out to him on Twitter to try to get him to come here. So to me, if Mike Hilton is down with him, then I'm down with him because Mike Hilton knows that locker room and the culture of the team way better than I do. So we'll see. All right, Brandon, I trade our 35th for Quentin Nelson right now. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that too. I, I don't, like I said, I don't know what the Bengals are going to do. I, I honestly think they're going to try to figure out their free agency first because they love their draft picks. They don't like giving them up. So that's where I think – I don't think anything's going to happen until the 15th till we figure out who they're going to sign. And based upon that is going to be the draft. Because what I would like my, – my dream scenario is go get a tackle, go get a center, go get a guard. And then draft for depth in – in the draft, you know, draft. I like to get our cornerback in the draft. Hopefully, I think you can get a number two guy there at thirty-one. To be honest, it's a, it's a okay depth-wise cornerback uh, class. So, Brandon, yeah, didn't know Hilton was doing that. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it up there again real quick. If you if you missed it, this is this is Hilton's tweet um, today. Oops, scrolled too far. Here it was. Here it is. So, this is what Mike Hilton tweeted today he said my dog we need to talk and he's got tilton or tunzel let's just say tunzel in a uh, bengals <laughs> uniform so that's where i'm at if hilton's good with it then i'm good with it but like you guys said we gotta uh trade we gotta make a trade yep i i, I understand you just just joined brandon i got you i'm just trying to help you get up to speed brother <laughs> anthony we signed two d tackles and get that right Lockdown corner tag baits. We have the best defense in the league. Yeah, and I, I have a bad feeling that we're going to tag baits. I mean, I don't. I'm okay. It's not a bad thing. I'm okay if they tag him, but then it gives them time to sign him. That's the thing. And where we're at, if is Jesse Bates wants Jamal Anderson the money, he's not going to get that. 
Um, if he wants franchise tag money, which is, I think, uh, listen, locked on Bengals is 13, 14 million. I think he's got a shot at that. And I, that's where I think the Bengals are closer at. They're not at, at Jamal Anderson. Jamal Anderson is like 18 million or something like that. I don't think the Bengals are there with him. I think they're more of the franchise tag and making that the base salary. So hopefully they'll get this worked out. You know, it's, we got a long ways to go. I can't wait till football season starts. <laughs> and it just ended. Oh, I'm like, seriously, I'm having football withdrawal. I know we got the USFL and hell, I might watch that. I don't know. I think the draft is tonight. I don't even know what channel it's on, <laughs> but I might watch it. Who knows? Well, let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And I appreciate every single one of them. All right, let me get the graves here. Yeah, no comment here. Sorry about that. Let me get this real quick. I see it on some sports pages where they they were talking like Bengals might let Tyler Boyd walk. There's no way in hell that's happening. I just don't see that happening. He's the type to take less money to stay here. And yeah, and yeah, they they're not letting Tyler Boyd walk. Yep, yep, a long way from the season. Yep, you're right. You're right there, Brandon. All right, let's see. Uh, so the Facebook groups we got Who Day Nation, Who Day Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home. Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenable. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling out the sound later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. And I'm working on getting the commercial back on, which I know you guys don't like that, but it helps me out. <laughs> so, so if I get the commercial back on there, that'd be great. Make sure you listen to that, too, and tell everybody how, how good I am at making a commercial. So, YouTubers, we have 1,506 subscribers. That is unbelievable. We're rolling to 2,000. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with strawberry ice. Tell them to subscribe. Tell them to hit, hit the subscription button and hit the notification button. So every time I go live, they'll be notified. All right, tomorrow I've got my man, James Rapine, coming on. He is coming off probably one of the coolest weeks he ever had last week, the Super Bowl week. Unfortunately, the Bengals lost. But he's going to be on the show. We're going to have a great time. We're going to discuss Bengals offense line, Bengals free agency, Bengals draft, Zach Taylor play calling, Louie Arumo, Mike Brown, Katie, whatever you want to talk about. It's going to be all things Bengals tomorrow by the man who knows most about the Bengals, my, other than me, of course, my man, James Rapine. And as my boy, Jeremy, a dime bag D likes to say, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Is it football season yet? I can't wait. And that's your sports, baby. See you guys tomorrow. See ya!
I can strike the city streets East side stand up, west side stand up If you weapon, who they? Time to put your hands up Dingle stripes, we in it New day, new age, yeah, we get it Cincinnati, jungle fitted Who they in our house, we win it Orange and black and white, we build it Earn our stripes, you know we kill it Bleed our colors, jungle dripping Nasty natty, yeah, we live it Lit the crowd, get the city loud Yeah, we feasting now Fit the bounce, make the city howl Now we beasting now Thunder through the tunnel From the sideline to the huddle Stripes, we tatted on the jungle When we flex that Who they muscle on Stripes Cincinnati, we go rise in the In the jungle, we unite in Orange and black and white Who day when we fight Live and die in these stripes uh, Stripes Now who gotta move like it on Fight!